Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with your host, Glenn Hayworth. Welcome everyone to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with Glenn Hayworth. I'm your host. I've got a very special guest in today who's a great friend of mine as well and has been a mentor of mine uh, over the years too. His name's Brett Baker. He is a entrepreneur, business owner, and we're, I think we're in for a real treat today. I think the listeners today are in for a real treat to listen to some of Brett's ventures in the business world um, because he's definitely got a lot of stuff um, in the tank that we can learn from him in the business space. So Brett, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. No worries. Let's start with a bit about your story, mate. Let's tell for those of you who don't know who you are, can we start start from the bottom? Let's go. Let's from the uh, beginning. How long have we got? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. In, look, in business, I was kind of late to the game. Um, I didn't buy my first business till I was 35 and it was under duress from my girlfriend at the time. She pushed me into it because yeah. I was working a quite calm, you know, a, a corporate job that I really enjoyed for, yeah. for BHP Billiton here in uh, the Illawarra as a training and development manager for Illawarra Coal, yeah. um, which was a good job. And it only when I look back on it, I liked that job because I kind of carved out a little space for myself where I could kind of do what I wanted um, in the training and development area, which was which was really great. Like it was a great company to work for at the time. Um, but yeah, I ended up uh, buying the local rock climbing gym. Yeah, Hangdog. Yeah. Which I remember growing up as a kid going to Hangdog and I was never that good at heights. So I've got to be <laughs> honest, I get a little bit scared when I get past, you know, when you get to the height that you feel like you could die from that height, <laughs> I'm not good at that height. Yeah. Anything before that, I'm, I'm pretty good. Well, that's, that's completely natural. Yeah, um, you know, it's one of the things that like everyone's well, people aren't afraid of heights; they're afraid of falling, right? So, gotcha. um, and it's a natural inbuilt fear, and uh, it's uh, you know, if you weren't afraid of it, you're kind of weird. So, gotcha. I so think I'm that, kind of a little bit like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're normal. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> but uh, it takes a little bit of time to get used to the. Um, the, the idea that the rope can hold you yeah. and that uh and you know if you do all your checks and everything you, you're going to be okay yeah so so you bought so you bought hangdog yep i uh, right. bought that in 2007 and yep. um but i still worked at the corporate job at the time my uh, partner she worked there full time um but after six months um the partnership itself didn't work out like you know uh, and so she ended up going back to work and uh, i ended up buying her out and keeping hangdog kind of as this side, side business, uh, yeah. which was not, you know, my intention at the time, but my, my corporate job was good. I engaged, uh, sorry, I enjoyed it. Um, so I really had to uh, develop good systems and processes yeah. to have, have to be able to not be at this uh, business. Um, but that was my bag, right? Uh, training and development is all about systems and processes and training and that sort of thing. So I, I kind of implemented... Uh, <laughs> What, what really were quite high, uh, very corporate processes at this small business. Yeah, well, I, that's one thing I definitely have learned from you over the years is that you're great with systems and processes. Yeah, you seem to be great at tech and, and find the latest tools for things to just make things more efficient, make mm-hmm. things work better, smoother, better communication. Well, it's the only way you can, um, you can kind of control something without being there. Yeah. Which is that's what I needed to do. I needed to be at my job, but no, and it's particularly with a rock climbing gym, right? Cause it's a high risk activity. Yes. So people are climbing, climbing out the wall. And if, if, if they don't do it right and they fall, they could die. Yeah. So, um, 
you have to be certain and and of course being the owner of that business yeah. you, there's a lot of responsibility so uh short of sitting in there and watching everything that happens all over you know every day every minute of the day yeah. you have to know that your processes are good that your staff are trained that yes. um you know your checks are in place your inspections are done and and that is the only way you can sleep at night <laughs> yeah absolutely and so you, you bought bought this business yeah. it was your side hustle when did you make the jump to make it to to leave the corporate job yeah, and it, go full-time in it was business? A, uh, yeah funny thing because uh, I, I had good friends in business and um they were always saying oh you should leave you should leave you should do it but i, I sort of said well hang dog doesn't make enough money for me to do that i make you know way more money at this uh, corporate job yeah. um then we were encouraged to apply for the business awards, Illawarra Business Chamber Business Awards. And we won, yeah. in 2012, we won, um, I think, Outstanding Small Business. Cool. And as part of that, they sent me off to do, oh, for free, we got to do some coaching with a couple of great local business coaches in the Illawarra. Yeah. Um, and they... Uh, they sort of said, "Oh, wow! You know, you're really inter- you, you know, you're really passionate about business and that sort of thing." And I, I was saying, well, "No, I'm not. I just, I'm just doing this thing on the side." And uh, but they sort of, I guess they helped me understand that I, I was, you know, if I wasn't passionate about it, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Um, and then I realised, yeah, I actually, quite did. I did quite enjoy it. I mean, I would spend hours there after I finished my normal job, and are you, and that, are you good at climbing there? Like, oh, I, I, well, climb? I used to. Look, I was never good at climbing. I was, yeah. I was, I was too heavy, and yeah. uh, you need to be. Yeah, well, uh, that's my excuse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that um, might be a limited belief. There. I really you, uh, enjoyed pretty it. Pretty fit looking guy. I really enjoyed climbing and I did it for many years, but there's nothing to turn you off climbing like buying a climbing gym. Yeah. It just, uh, yeah, it becomes hard because it's uh, when you're in there, all you do is see the work that needs to be done and yeah. Yeah, you oh, need to break 100%. from it. Yeah, so, yeah. It, that yeah. thing's not clean over there. Why yeah. <laughs> laying over there? Let me talk to someone about that. It'd be yeah. hard for you to enjoy That's yourself right. in there. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah. So uh, the thing was that uh, I did, it was Joe and Tucker who um, sort of encouraged me to say, well, you, you really enjoy this. Why not um, do it full time? And I said, well, the climbing gym can't sustain it. So they said, well, you don't need to do a climbing gym. You know, uh, other activity centers run the same way as a climbing gym. Why don't you find another activity yeah. like that? And so I started thinking about that and started looking for another activity. And um, that was when, I mean, this is like early, like 2013, um, and there was only one other trampoline park in the country. I think there was Bounce down in um, Melbourne. There was went only down to, one other trampoline park in the whole country. I think, I think maybe there was another small one in Penrith. Um, yeah. And, and Flipout hadn't, I don't think Flipout had actually opened yet. So, wow. uh, I, yeah, we went to Bounce in trampol- uh, down in Melbourne and went, wow, this is fantastic. Look at this uh, amazing sort of activity that it yeah. ticked all the boxes for me because the, the great thing about climbing is. It's really fun. Yep. It's really good for you. It's it's uh, it's not competitive. It's such you know, it's something you can do as a group activity and all have fun together. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And when and when people come in, nine times out of ten, they leave having ha- having had a great time. Yeah. And so I wanted something else like that. Like um, you know, if you're in a restaurant or, you know, lots of other businesses, I think that. Yeah, half the time people don't like the food or something, and there's lots of complaints. But with Hangdog, we're very fortunate. Like most people have a good time. Yeah, um, there's so not it's a great so business. many moving parts. Yeah, that's in, right. In there, right? Like yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's fairly easy to manage and control. Relative yeah, to some lot, other businesses, which can be more I think so. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, to find another business like that, and trampoline parks seem to tick that box. So uh, I kind of. 
I mean, I didn't have much money. Um, so I'm, I'm a, I put together plans. I put together proposals. I managed to raise a lot of money uh, to do it and, and built Hangtime Trampoline Park in 2013, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and you opened up in Wollongong, yeah? Yeah, in Wollongong. And it went crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, people just loved it. They flocked there. We were almost fully booked for the first eighteen months. Yeah. Um. And it was yeah, it was a great a great business. And then from there, the we're going to talk lasers now. Yeah. So uh, laser beams. But, but I was really fortunate. My um, an ex colleague from Illawarra Coal. I say colleague. He was the president um, of yeah. Illawarra Coal, and uh, he came along and said, "Like I think this entertainment space is." Uh, a growing market um do you want to partner up and we'll we'll really grow the business and uh, you know i had a lot of respect for him and and uh, so i yeah i said yep and we opened uh quite a few businesses together so we did revolution laser arena in wollongong revolution laser arena in norellan uh breakout bar and escape rooms yeah. um yeah and uh and sort of grew the business in into different activities yeah which is uh you know there's a whole story about why i think that that's not a good idea (laughs) (laughs) we can get we can touch on that yeah Yeah. we can definitely get into that because i I want the listeners today to find out about yeah like your challenges your learnings along the way but before we get into that yeah i remember actually you showing me through the breakout bar when you first opened that Mm. and you know that was a pretty sizable investment you had all sorts of unique pieces there, art, and you really fitted it out well. And the rooms, the breakout, if you've ever done escape rooms before, it's a crazy experience. It's an awesome team building experience for, yeah. to, to take maybe your team, if you've got a team with you in business, because you were actually really generous. You said, hey, bring the team along. And I brought the team along, I remember there. Mm. And you had the upside down beers pouring, which is yeah. cool, something different. We got into those. But then you also, had the, the Revolution Laser and the Trampoline Park, and I think I've taken the Hayworth Guitar stuff to, to all of your to places them, yeah. over the years. So. Uh, yeah, well, that's the good thing about all the activities we chose. Um, they're, I, you know, pretty much any age group can do them. Yeah. And, and particularly, I mean, really, the rule I live by is, is like, if I find it fun, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. But yeah. Because I'm going to have to be there a lot. Um, yeah. But also, I think that there's the sustainability. If, like, if I go and it's like, meh, after you know a couple of times, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. It's, it's probably not going to, yeah. to um, you know, to be a good successful business. Yeah, absolutely. So, what can we get into the challenges and the and? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I meant to finish off the story. We oh, sorry, uh, we you know have had those rooms. Uh, sorry, that that's a fun funscape is the company that uh, sort of opened and and did all those, and that's changed a fair bit now. I only have Hangdog and Revolution Laser. Uh, yes, still have those two. Um, but in 2020, an, another colleague, ex colleague from Illawarra Coal, rang up and said, "I've got this idea for a for an app, um, which is a, a networking app for people who use heavy plant and equipment yes. uh, in the mining industry, in particular." Um, and he explained it to me, and, and we and we sort of looked around in the market, and nothing existed. And so, yeah, we later that year we stood up a company called Talkin, yes. and we um, we spent a couple of years building an app. Yeah, and how do you spell that? T O R Q N. Yeah, that's um, right. so yeah, yeah. So we could trademark it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I did want to get into this too, by the way, because this is a really a really interesting one because it's something that it's completely different to the, the mm. funscape side of things, right? So you've yep. kind of gone a completely different direction here, yep. but you've, you've seen a problem in the, in the industry 
and you've thought, well, here's a here's a potential solution for it. So, how how's, yeah. how is that going now? And 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 yeah, talking's uh, well, it's going really well. I mean, we managed to raise three million dollars to sort of stand the company up, build the app, and do our sort of what they call your MVP, minimum viable product, get yes. it out to market. Uh, get a decent uh, marketing push to uh, let people know uh, that it was that it existed, yeah. and we've had terrific sort of uh, uptake of it. Yes. Uh, I think we just went over forty thousand users in the last uh, in one hundred and twenty eight countries in sort of six months, wow. um, and really only limited by marketing spend. You know, so um, then and now we're getting some viral uptake but we've pulled back on the marketing to because we did minimum viable product yes got a lot of feedback and now we're uh improving the platform and and we're sort of we've just done another raise and we're uh looking to commercialize now so bring in the commercial products which is pretty much um uh, like software as a service for mining companies or uh, equipment yes. manufacturers to use the app as a, as a sort of in-house network. Yeah. Like the app's designed as a sort of a global network and what we and it's a collaboration tool for users of heavy plant and equipment. Yes. Um, and, the, and people are using it as we expected, as we hoped, which is great. Um, but there's a real market for that for companies that want to improve their collaboration and, and, yeah. no, uh, and, and knowledge capture around the equipment that they use. Wow. So, 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 just take a snapshot of where you are now, right? So, you, you're quite yep. heavily invested in this. Yeah. Business. So now I spend, um, yeah, it's my full-time gig. I'm operations lead of that company, um, and obviously a major shareholder. And then I also have Revolution and uh, Hang Dog and Revolution Archery Tag. That uh, I have a fantastic team that basically run that for me. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I get, the, I, get the, well. I get the freedom to, <laughs> to go and play yeah. doing other uh, sort of grand moonshot businesses. Yeah. Because uh, this one is, uh, the scale is global and, you know, with huge industries and huge potential. Yes. Which was always the thing that uh, local businesses like the, the climbing gym and, and the trampoline park, etc. I loved those. I really enjoyed starting them up, but they were always a bit limited well, I got to the point where I was going, you know, is it limited by geography and population? Yeah. It's, it's hard uh, to take that online. Yeah, right? how do I... Yeah, they, they're not an online business. They, yeah. they, there's no way to turn your local rock climbing gym into a global mega, mega business. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose I was looking for the next big challenge. Yeah. And you're also a family guy too, right? Yep. Got, yeah, a couple of kids. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we live up in Thoreau. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is awesome. And one thing <laughs> I think you do really well is you seem to have a good balance because... Whenever we catch up, and it's been a little while since we've since we've caught up, but you always seem to be able to make time to grab lunch, and you know, like you, <laughs> you know, like, don't tell my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> but you always seem to like due to you know how you're running things, the team, your training, the systems. You seem to be able to still step out at, um, when you need to it from time to time. Yeah, um, I think that. Well, I always say that my superpower is laziness. Because find the quickest way to yeah, to I always want to find um, you know I really want to be only working on the um, working on the things that I enjoy and, yeah. and that really are going to take the business forward. Yeah. I don't want to be buried in operations. I don't want to be sort of taking my and my job is to find this is uh, my job is to find creative solutions to difficult problems. Yeah, and if you're in a state of stress and you're super busy, uh, that destroys creativity. Yeah. So if you you know if you're buried and just 
stressed out and so busy that you don't you don't get time to think you don't you don't come up with creative solutions yeah so this, you need time and space to be you, creative you need, don't you? you need time and space yeah. so so i just deliberately you know make it so that i have a bit of time and space and um i find that you know catching up with you and chatting about business uh yeah. it will give me ideas that i'll go back and then yeah. put through, put into my own business it's like, um, the, it's like the, the the bill gates think week yeah you yeah, know yeah, goes yeah. away for a week at a time locks himself in a room and yeah plans and things yeah, and yeah. reads and because it's the only way you grow right otherwise you're just going to do what you've always done yeah. you can be really really busy and busy seems to be this thing that people hold up as a as a, a, as a you trophy, know a trophy so, yeah. i think it's a terrible trophy to hold up yeah um you know what, what you should do is be efficient mm-hmm. i'm so efficient yeah and so effect sorry effective. so effective yeah, yeah, yeah so effective in that when i do something it just has this massive impact yeah and look sorry i'm not saying that this is me yeah. i'm saying that this is what i think you should hold up as a trophy is effectiveness yeah and um because yeah, and I try to do that. Uh, but because being efficient is all about doing things right, but being effective is doing the right thing. The right thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Being more effective, not just efficient. That's a really good point, really good takeaway. So one thing I want to touch on real quick, which I think you've, you've just spoken about, which you're really good at, is, is raising funds. Oh, yeah. Raising funds. What's your, what's your big takeaways from that, and what's your tips for someone out there who's looking to start something and they need some funds for it and how do they go about one finding out first of all is it is it is that something they really want to do is raise funds for Mm. it and two how do they go about it yeah well i think the advice one of one of the first one of the things i used to hear when i did coaching was well i'd love to start a business but i haven't got any money Mm. and i know people say this like you don't need money and you don't like i actually haven't started most of i've started most of my businesses not with my own money well, um, I've used other people's money. Yeah. What do you have to do to be able to use other people's money? You, you need two things. You need a really good idea. Um, you need to show why it will work and you need to have the credibility um, to convince those people that you can pull it off. Yes. And, you know, and you, so obviously people only invest money with you if they can see, if they're going to see a return on that money. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to show them how you're going to generate that return. Yeah, but uh, and and that really comes down to being able to, you know, prove prove to people. So what you have to be able to do is sell them the story. And you put together a business plan, yeah, and projections. And yeah, exactly. Like that. It's yeah. all about um, uh, using you know, financial model and uh, business planning, and then being able to, um, you know, it's mar- it's marketing. In the end, it's marketing, which I think every business owner is a marketer yeah um that's one hat that you gotta either you, you have or learn you do you have that. to you have to be a marketer yeah. but uh yeah you have to be able to market your idea yeah in this uh instance to to a potential investor mm-hmm. and show them you know why why this is a good idea like who's going to pay the money and yeah. when you get the money how are you what are you going to do with it so that there's some left over for them yes and if you can do that uh and you can convince people then they they will give you their money yeah and um yeah so you know right from when it was like the trampoline park where i sort of was raising it from friends and family yes. through to um and uh, you know when, when it was the the app uh, a lot of the contacts came from uh my business partner's network but there's this you know this process of putting together all the details of um the information that you're going to need and presenting it in such a way that you can you can tell a compelling story that uh yeah that's the part i have a lot to do with and do you think that what sort of what sort of 
I guess, check boxes do people need to check, do you think, to make sure that it's right for them to go into a business and raise the funds and go out there and do that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, how, how do you want to know you're, if you're a business owner or, or if you should start a business? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll look, there's books and books that have been written on that, isn't there? Um, I think the... I, I actually gave a bit of a talk the other day. I was like, so you think you want to be an entrepreneur and, yeah. and what's it like? And uh, yeah, well, that was what I did, tell my story, then what's it really like? And then, you know, what are the qualities I think make a good entrepreneur? Um, it's that future focus, that, that ability to envision a better future. Yes. And uh, is it working? Yeah. The, the ability to envision a better, big, better and brighter, bigger future, but then a tendency to action as well. So lots of people can envision a bigger, better, brighter future, right? It's called daydreaming. Yeah. Um, but the difference between the daydreamer and the entrepreneur is the entrepreneur sort of has the nous to, oh, well, maybe I'll start learning about that. Yes. And then maybe I'll go get a job in that industry and then I'll start taking notes and then, you know, maybe I'll start a small business on the side while, you know, doing this thing and then I'll, and then I'll take the leap. You know, that's the difference between... So if, if you're that sort of person, or if you're the sort of person who's just working in the job thinking, oh, I hate working for this boss, so I should start my own business, I think that's a terrible reason. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it could be that you just need to change change careers or, or uh, change, you know, change companies and do yeah. the same thing. But if you, uh, if you just think you could do it better and you'd be willing to give it a shot at mm. doing it better, um, then yeah, that's that's. But I think the qualities uh, are right. I think you touched on developing a growth mindset. Yeah, right? being willing to learn, being willing to invest in yourself, being willing to put that extra time in outside of your nine to five, after hours, late nights, and maybe on the weekends to just learn. And hopefully, it's an area that that really inspires you because you just it won't feel like hard work. Then it will feel like you're being pulled towards this, and it's yep. not, it won't seem too hard. I think, I think you know. All the traffic lights aren't going to be green at once, but you also need to feel like, feel like not just calculating the mind and on paper, you have to feel like this is the right fit for you. It has to feel right to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like my, uh, I sort of say that I don't work at all and my, my wife says I work all the time. Yeah. So that, you know, in, in my perception of what is, I'm... Just to you, it's play. Right? Yeah, it's I just, I'm just, I guess it's one of those things where a lot of the time I'm not actually getting paid for the for yeah. this what I'm doing. I'm like cooking up a new idea, or I'm up, uh, you know, invest, trying out a new, going and investigating a new business and seeing if it's a good idea or whatever it might be. I'm not not actually getting paid to do it, yeah. but I, I enjoy it. So yeah, yeah, I think that uh, some of those qualities yeah if if you're thinking about business yeah if you're thinking about taking the leap by yourself i think that robert kiyosaki's book as well um rich dad bought out or the cash flow uh uh, it's the one um where he talks about the the four different business uh type the four different sort of people employee self-employed yes um business owner and investor yeah i can't remember the name of it but um that's a great book to mm. read and, and discover whether you think you will be yeah. in business. And the other one is uh, Michael Gerber's E-Myth. Um, yeah, the three you know, the three, the three personalities you need in a business and, yeah. and determining which one you are. A lot of time you get technicians, people, yeah. people who love to do. Like I'm a really good baker and I love baking. Yes. And now I start a bakery, 
but then I suddenly realize I don't do any baking anymore. Now what I do is accounting, marketing, staff management, you know. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think those sometimes, I'm not saying you can't be a good mm-hmm. business owner. It's just, it's a shock sometimes if the person is yeah. um, more of a technician or a manager. I think the first coach I ever had, that was one of the first resources he said to get was the E-Myth. Yeah, and it's, a, it's a good book. Great book on the three hats, but also a really good book on systems, mm. which is something that we've touched on with you as well. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about the challenges and mistakes. So biggest challenge? Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to um, narrow down to one, isn't it? Like there's just, I, I think... Uh, Even if you go into a few, feel free to go yeah. into a few. Well, I think so, uh, so the biggest challenge in business is probably the uh, being able to shut off when you need to. Yeah. I, I really like, and this is a personality trait of, you know, I think people who, and what they call an entrepreneur is um, the, the tendency towards wanting control. Yeah. But of course, with control comes responsibility. Mm-hmm. With and great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know about the power part, but <laughs> yeah. The, um, so the, like I seek out, you know, seek out this control, but of course, then you get the responsibility as well. And so if it all falls on you, you know, you, you're the one who has to uh, deal with the problems and deal with the issues. So for example, when COVID hit and the government said, Oh, your your big activity centres that bring large groups of strangers together yeah. indoors—that's yeah. the worst thing in the world for COVID. You're shut. Yeah. Um, it's like that was my—that's my absolutely all my income. Like the government said, you got no income now. Yeah. <laughs> and this was before, you know, the assistance and that sort of thing. So having that uh, sort of experience—and that's just—that's an extreme example. But you've got that sort of stress all the time, and you got all this staff and. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do with them? And, and the buck stops with you. Yeah. And so the, that's the biggest challenge is how do you manage that stress and still like relax on the weekend? And yeah. for, you know, people are in your climbing gym, they're climbing up the wall there. How do you do that? A mistake. Um, and was that the biggest challenge that you face in your business, COVID? Oh, look, it was definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, it, and it's still... Um, has had an impact mm. because after COVID, you know, after COVID, so we were shut. And then even when, when we then opened, it was very, you know, we were the last place people wanted to go to, yeah. you know, let's bring a bunch of strangers together indoors. Yeah. Uh, and then no one wants to come and play laser tag and cl- go to a climbing gym with a mask on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So even when, you know, we were open again, it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was actually worse because when we were shut, like, you know, we didn't have to do anything and, and we got money. <laughs> but yeah. uh, when we when we opened again, we had overheads again. Yeah, staff. I had to pay the staff and all that sort of thing. And um, yeah, so it, we, but you know, we, were, we did what we had to do to get through. Yeah. Uh, and and then it actually went really really well because the government had given people lots of money. They hadn't, yeah, you know, they hadn't been out for ages. So all of a sudden, um, we we ended up going really really well. And then lately, all the funds have dried up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, and the and the government's realised oh now inflation's out of control now now we've got to mm-hmm. crank up interest rate oh sorry it's the Reserve Bank obviously but yeah. now we've got to crank up interest rates and and uh, so now it's like it's a it's flopped the other way again where yes. discretionary spend which is what we rely on people yeah. just people's fun money that's all dried up and yes. uh, you know our revenues are, are down again so mm-hmm. it's this roller coaster ride of 
of uh, times are great, times are terrible, yeah. times are great. Yeah, and it all stops with you. So how do you compartmentalize that yeah. so that on the weekend you're hanging out with your kids and you're still you present. Know, you're present and yeah. you have it funny? And so uh, I think there's lots of techniques. I think there's partly a personality trait. Yeah. Um, you know, I try not to sweat the small stuff. Yes. Um, and uh, partly techniques like, you know, meditation and getting in nature and, yeah. um, you know, riding motorcycles really fast and, yeah, yes. a bunch of stuff that you can do to, to uh, give, you, give your mind a break. Just like your habits and rituals. Yep. Uh, yeah. I've found a whole bunch of things that really help. Um, one well, of some the, of those things, if, if you don't want, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I try to meditate. Um, obviously, struggle with that as much as anyone else. It's a, it's a real challenge to find the time and and uh, and to make it a habit. Yeah. Um, I try to uh, do things that force you to be present. Like climbing was a very good one. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, when you're on the wall, you really can't. It's it's like it's movement meditation. Yes. I find the same with riding a motorcycle at the track. It's a um, you can't be thinking about work, <laughs> you yeah. know. If you're thinking about work at, at the speed and, you know, in the corners, you're just you're going to come off. So yeah. what it does is just focus. I think anything that focuses you and gets you in the zone, people yes. you, people can use all sorts of things. Yes. Um, I love that term, movement meditation. I think that's great. I think that's yeah. sport. It's been sport for me. It's been going to the gym. It's been surfing, yeah. playing AFL. Like it's just that movement meditation, going for a run and pushing yourself so that – yeah, you've got, you can't think about anything else. You have to be present. Yeah, it's the right balance of challenge and competence. I think it puts you in the zone and you, yeah. you, know, you get a break. But, um, and then, like, obviously, uh, a great family and that sort of thing is all very uh, it's wonderful. Great to, support. Yeah, great support. And, yeah. So uh, that's just a, a couple of like, little ones that I will talk about quickly is, um, you know, the brain, uh, you, at night you lie down and you, you start thinking about stuff. So I read fiction last thing at night. Yeah. Um, I find that a story, uh, a fictional story, will uh, absorb your brain. In, and because if I start, say, I've been thinking about work or I start reading about nonfiction, yeah. like I start reading a book about, I don't know, meditation or I start reading about something else it'll just get me engaged I'll get excited yeah. I start thinking about how to yeah. apply it yeah but a, a fictional story will will allow me and I'm you know usually I get through three or four pages and I'm out yes um so I find that one a, just a really good one to help go to sleep yeah yeah uh, last thing at night um yeah so that's that's one good one awesome. <laughs> tip what about the biggest mistake um probably I can think of two two big ones which are very different yeah. The first one was after opening the, the trampoline park, mm-hmm. um, there was a big push. Like it was a big push to get it out. And it was a lot of stress, obviously, because I had no idea whether it was going to work. And I borrowed all this money. Your account and, uh, that yeah, and, money from. And, uh, and then it, it, it worked. It went really well. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like went into this, like drop the bundle, you know, I've done it kind of mm-hmm. thing. I did it. And, and I didn't. Um, you mean like you, you've sort of... Controlled. I've done it, so I'm successful. That's oh, it. Gotcha. Like, I've, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I've achieved it. And yes. then this is... Now, that's it. <laughs> as, soon, as soon as you've opened it. Yeah, yeah, made, yeah. yeah. Like, as soon as I opened it. What, what Really what it was was fatigue and and, um, and uh, massive... Like, you're riding this adrenaline high, yeah. trying to get it done. Then it opens and it actually works. And, uh, and there's that relief. Yeah. And it's almost like the adrenaline dump 
yes. you know, how equally. And so I, be, I sort of got exhausted for a while. Um, and then, uh, but whereas, whereas really what would have been great was to capitalize on success to, to op- expand, open the next one. Yes. You have rapidly um, replicate that in a, in a bunch of areas. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. And other players did. And then, you know, they really did well. Yes. Well, and, and I sort of think, you know, uh, there's a little bit of could have been me, but mm-hmm. I completely understand why I didn't. And probably, you know, obviously if I went back with the same information, I wouldn't make a different decision. But... Yeah, I, I suppose what I have tried to do um, in the, in the future is not is make sure I don't just sit back on the laurels and sort of say, "Oh, that's it now, success." You know, to okay, you've done that, but you've got to keep working at it. Yeah, um, you, you've got to uh, you can't just sort of think that you're going to do it once and that's going to be it. Yeah. Mm. And and you've taken the lesson out of that, I think. Which yeah, that, is, that's what it was. It's the main thing, isn't it? Like that could have happened so that you got the lesson now so that you make a better decision when something similar might happen to you in the future or, or has happened. And, and and also too, that has led you to where you are now. And yeah, I, I tend to look at... When you say mistake, like I said, if I went back yeah. and I had the same information, I would make the same decision. You know, the same thing would happen. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I think a mistake is when you're predicting an outcome and you, uh, you know, you've ignored, you've ignored evidence because you wanted it to be a certain way and that didn't happen that way. And that, like, that's a, I think that's a, what I would call a mistake. But when you've just sort of done, you know, you looked at everything, you thought about it, you, you made the best decision you could and yeah. it doesn't work out, yeah. I, you know, I think mistakes are negative work to talk about, to sort of use, to attach that really. What it is is like, well, um, this is a, a, it's a free, free, yeah, it's a lesson. Yeah, um, it's a lesson, right? It's a learning, it's a teachable moment. It's Yeah. And and it also, it was successful. It's like... It, oh, yeah, yeah, it was successful. And yeah. yeah. It's just it could have been more. It's <laughs> yeah. like anything, isn't it? Like, yeah, absolutely. You could always look at that for anything and be like, yeah. oh, I could have done more with that, I could have done more, but... Yeah, I think that's really, you've got an awesome mindset where, yeah, you take the lessons from it and, you know, you get the takeaways from it and the, and the lessons and then you look to apply it, you know, in yeah. other places and in the future. I think you have to be that, uh, so, you know, there's that quote of what, like, what makes a successful business owner is going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. Yeah. And I thought, I think, yeah, my wife calls me pathologically optimistic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I just tend to think that things are good and that they're going to work and then I am optimistic I try to be um, you know try to check the facts and that stuff but but in general I'm yeah yeah absolutely everything's pretty good (laughs) yeah it's definitely a key quality I think for successful business owners like yourself which is yeah being optimistic and seeing things uh, working out and focusing on on the things that are doing well versus dwelling on the things that didn't go so well it's just like moving on the quicker you can move on from something like that yeah you got to take the take the learning and move on yeah absolutely Um, yeah what about overrated versus underrated this is a question i like to ask which is what do you think is overrated what do you think business owners are spending too much time on at the moment and what do you think is underrated what do you think at the moment or what i remember i mean one a a sort of common thread that i've seen 
We, yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be right now. It could just be yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a common thread because obviously I used to do a bit of coaching. Yeah, um, is that they, they tend to focus a lot on the product and not on the business. Yeah. So what I mean by that is they'll you know spend hours and hours tweaking some design feature of a product. Like business is not going well. They're not making money. Then you know they're not um, uh, uh, not making sales. And they'll get into, and they'll spend hours and, and days of just like twi- fiddling with the product or s- that they sell, or yeah. um, try. Oh, we need to redesign it, or like say, oh, these t-shirts are not selling. Oh, well, so let's make more t-shirts, uh, mm-hmm. like with a slightly different design on them, yeah. or something like that, rather than looking at well, why are people not buying the t-shirts? Well, it's probably because we, you know, we're not getting to our target market. We're not. Yeah. If sell, it, it's probably a marketing, marketing. issue, yeah. or um, or they they are selling uh, lots of t-shirts, mm-hmm. but they got no money in the bank. Yeah. Um, and then they start saying, "Well, we need to make more sales. Uh, let's let's make you know make more t-shirts." And you, what yeah. it really is, is cash management issue or you know profitability margins, or margins that sort of yeah. thing. So really, just people people who uh particularly people who are very passionate about the product that they own or yeah. that they've produced mm-hmm. they can get very focused on the product and the product is like the tip of the iceberg it has to be right and it has to fit the market you know yeah. people have to want it but then it's all the other stuff mm-hmm. that's important yeah um, yeah it's like talking about the e-myth again it's like the marketing behind it is the mm. management and you know, and talking about physical products, like I'm obviously in the retail space yeah. myself, and I know how important margins are. And in my younger days, it was just like, "Hey, look at all the sales we're making! This is yeah. amazing!" Yeah. And then you're like, "How much money do we have left over? Oh crap! I thought we had we would have had way more than that because I wasn't focused enough on the margins. Yeah, we weren't focused enough on what things were costing when we we're buying them. We weren't focused enough on." making the margins and doing the add-ons when you're selling and doing your bulk deals and lifting the average spend for your customers. And, you know, we, I just wasn't looking at that. I was just looking at the overall revenue versus yeah. the bottom line. And, and people, uh, like, you, you would know it better than anyone. Someone goes, oh, how much do you pay wholesale for that guitar? So, like, $100. Well, how much do you sell it for? $200. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, I'm going to yeah. do that. And uh, yeah. they haven't factored in the rent, the staff, yeah. the marketing, you know, yeah. all the rest of it. And you're actually making 5%. I'm actually, I'm always explaining that to our staff. So, <laughs> it was like, guys, we have to make margin because out of that, whatever it is, 30% margin you might make out of a guitar, it's, it's cost you 700 you sell it for 1000 you get 300 Out of that, we need to pay you. We need to pay the overheads out of yeah. that 300 so we've got to pay the marketing, we've got to pay the rent, we've got to pay all the other bookkeeper, all the other expenses that you've got mm. have to come out of that margin. So yeah, it's the bottom line at the end of the day, isn't it? And that's, a, that's a, I think, a really good uh, lesson there is to focus on not just the actual product or service, it's the marketing. And do you know what? I'm, I'm looking at online courses, right? Because mm. I'm making one myself and I'm interested in it. And I'm finding out that a lot of these guys who have successful online courses, they don't even even have a course yet and they're marketing it and selling it yeah. because they're testing. They're yeah. saying, hey, is there a demand for this? Let yeah. me do the sales page. Let me build the funnel. Let me let me make some sales first. And then if there's enough demand, I'm going to make that course, right? Yeah. And so they're actually selling stuff and they don't even have it yet. Yeah. That, that's, um, yeah. Well, and I think that leads into, you know, what a, what a business owner is not. Um or what should they focus on? Yeah. In in, uh, in my experience, marketing is the thing that most business owners... Oh, look, the ones that I uh, met in coaching, it yes. was usually they came because of marketing. 
Yeah. Which is, I think, one of the biggest challenges for a, you know, a business. And it's the most complicated, particularly in today's day and age, trying to, uh, where we're bombarded by marketing messages yeah. and advertising. It's hard to gain, gain people's awareness. And really, really, now. really challenging. And yeah. uh, people think you're just going to make it, you just build it and they, they will come. That's, and it doesn't even matter how good your product is. Yeah. A better yeah. marketed product will sell more than we'll, a better product. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the marketing, right? It's yeah. the it's being able to sell the product. It's it's not just having the, the nice website. It's like, well, it's getting traffic to the website, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, yeah. There's so many moving parts, and well, yeah. you know as well as I do, you know when because uh, we've both uh, sort of been through this journey. I think where yeah. I had a marketing, um, I like I didn't know anything about marketing. I just had the climbing gym, and I would run. Uh, my brother, my brother was a film and t- television uh, person, so he made me a TV ad back yeah. in 2007 for Hangdog Climbing Gym. And if I run the ad on uh, Channel 10, people came. And if yeah. I stopped running the ad, people didn't come. And that was it. Marketing was handled. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't do anything else. Um, and then, sort of, then the dawn of like social media and, you know, we had a Facebook page and that sort of thing, but we really didn't bother with it too much because I just ran the ad. And then it just started to change. Yeah. And 2012, 13, 14, uh, to where we opened the, the laser tag and we had the TV ad running and all the rest of it and no one came. And mm. uh, all of a sudden, it was just that the landscape had changed. So I started trying to learn about marketing yeah. and realized, oh my God, there is like just, you know, it, it, there's just so many charlatans and so much bad information everything's going to solve your problems like oh you need instagram you need this and you need that um and it wasn't until i came across alan dibb yeah. and the one page marketing plan to uh yeah realize you know how much <laughs> how much there was to learn yeah that's it i remember you telling me about that when you first got that book and and, and yeah, you met all- alan and you told me about that and that's been a book I've recommended to, to a lot of people over the years as well since mm. you, you put me onto that. And Alan's a great guy and he, he's... Uh, I saw him at Tony Robbins a few months back actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Connected with him there. That's um, great. But yeah, that's that's a great one too. And so on the marketing front, that's the other thing I think that you've done well too is you're great at building a database and, and, and nurturing that database and remarketing to that database. And I know you've told me before that you know, when you've launched a new business in the Funscape side of things, you know, you might have launched the, the Revolution Laser, for example, we already had the database there for Hangdog and for Hangtime Trampoline Park. And so it was just a matter of being like, all right, let's send out some offers to our customers who are already purchasing from us, mm. where that's our low-hanging fruit. And and that was part of the, the way to launch a, a new business. Am I right with that? Yeah, like marketing really is all about um, getting uh, getting a someone who doesn't know you to know you like you and trust you enough to give you money yeah. right, for your products or service. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no better there's no better person really than the pe- person's already given you money. Yeah, you know, they've already trusted. They've, they've, they've already, trusted you. yeah, you've already right. delivered. They know you can deliver on what you've promised. Yeah. So I always find it amazing when pe- when um, you know you go to a business and they don't have. Uh, a, a, a VIP list or a you know a database for, yeah. to to be able to continue to um, provide products or services to those people who they've already sort of managed to convince to give them money once before. 
Yes. Um, I, you know, there's crazy. You hear the statistics, which are probably made up, but it's like apparently nine times easier to sell to someone who's already bought from you than from to a new person. Yeah. And it makes sense because you've you've done the hard work. And and to get a new customer, it's you've got to spend usually more yeah. on your marketing and yeah. to try and um, build the trust and rapport and yeah. And they often need seven different touch points before they actually buy something, whereas your customers have already purchased from you. It's like all yeah. they need is just, a, is just sometimes just to see an email pop up or to get a good offer and they're back in. Yeah, um, it depends on the product, of course. Like if you're selling coaching and it's yeah. $3,000 a month or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you've got to do a lot of trust building up front and a lot of yeah that's a, a lot of nurturing that's a high ticket that's right yeah. but if you if for, say for example the climbing gym i can just put out uh, a special yeah and um it's much lower lower risk yeah 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 so uh yeah but knowing more about that is yeah i, I just don't think you can know enough about that. yeah <laughs> can, yeah i'm still learning and learning oh, every absolutely. day yeah me too so what's one of the best things that you found about being a, a business owner is it the fact that you get the time, the challenge, what is it for you? Uh, yeah, it's all those things. Um, obviously, I like the freedom mm-hmm. um, to work on what I enjoy working on. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, and then, like, I think I've got the best job in the world. For example, when I was thinking about opening escape rooms, I travel around the country just doing escape rooms with one of my employees. Yeah. You know, we just, that's what we did. Um, When I was thinking about opening a laser tag, we flew around the country playing laser tag when I was thinking about, you know. Yeah. um, And and, I went to America and jumped to all the trampoline parks I could find. And uh, so, and I'm constantly sort of, uh, I got to figure, uh, (laughs) I need to, I need to understand whether, what people are doing for entertainment. So, you know, part of my job is, getting a playstation yeah. <laughs> um i actually don't sp- like i'm not a gamer and i don't spend a lot of time on it but um it's, you have to know those sorts of things and so basically i do a lot of activities which are kind of sort of fun in the name of work mm-hmm. so that's nice but um i think it's the uh, there's always a new challenge like there's always something new yeah i'm not that i don't like repetitive work mm-hmm. and to be honest that's why in term um the businesses that I have and uh, sorry started and don't have anymore is typically because I'm and and I'm yeah for example Breakout Bar was absolutely probably my favorite business that I've opened I think I, it was fantastic that it was great yeah when my business partner and I separated and he took that one and I took the others um everyone sort of said oh aren't you sad and I, I, was, I wasn't sad at all because it was built like it was done and it was yeah. it was great business mm-hmm. but running it day to day was not what lit yeah. me on fire yeah and i think like, that's the same thing for probably myself and a lot of business owners or entrepreneurs out there who really love the growth part of yeah. building a business coming up with the ideas seeing it take off seeing yep. this thing we've created take shape and other people like it and it's exciting but then when it gets to the point where now we're just managing it it's kind of like yeah. not as exciting. Right? That's right. It's uh, it's a, like it's a creative endeavor. I mean, yeah. Some people, you know, pick up a paintbrush and yeah. they want to create works of art. Um, I yes. guess and and creating a business is like it's, it's just the same sort of You're creative endeavor. Well, right? well, I, I don't know. That sounds a bit arrogant. <laughs> 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 I think this, but um, 
but you, you are creating something. Yeah, for right. sure. So, it, and that's the exciting part is creating something new. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that even answered the question that you asked. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I think we talked about yeah the best thing about being a business owner. So that's, that's, that's yes, it's the it's the it's the challenge, the change, and the freedom. I think. Awesome. What about any final thoughts for our listeners today? Uh, I, f- I feel like we basically just talked about me, but not necessarily given a lot of value of things that they could. Um, implement or do uh, if they're seeking challenges so I think like uh, maybe um, one thing they can do well yeah tips I think uh, Mm -hmm. the um, particularly for people who've thinking about starting a business or they've just started the business and they're struggling yes absolutely one of the things that I think is uh, I wrote I wrote an article about this but basically you go through school Mm -hmm. um and university and you know any education we do and one of the cardinal sins is uh cheating Mm -hmm. you know like it's copying someone someone. yeah i mean it would be absolutely terrible if you paid for the answers right yeah this is the worst thing and and that gets drummed into you and and it creates a moral yeah um because it starts when you're in like when you're just a little kid yeah and cheating's bad cheating's bad you go all the way through your schooling and cheating's bad and it come it hits the core of you and then i think when people start a business whether they're struggling or whether they're not struggling they think that they just have to do it themselves yeah they think that they should you know i should be able to solve all these problems i should be able to just work harder and it's the worst it's the worst thing because uh I mean, I literally cheat all the time, right? I pay for the answers. Yeah. I get other people to do the work for me. Um, like I have uh, coaches and mentors. Yeah. I, I go around and I copy what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. It's just like all the things that you were taught not to do yeah. in school, you now do as a business owner. Yeah. Um, so the advice I have is like if, you're in, if you have a business, number one, you should have a coach yeah. no matter what, mm-hmm. whether it's someone you just know or um or you're paying for or whatever but it should be someone's playing the game at the level that you uh want to play at and um and that's the first thing and then the other thing is you know just the answers are already someone's already worked out the answers yeah so go find the answer don't struggle yourself trying to reinvent the wheel um yeah, go you out. can compress that time so by much. just going to someone versus spending years trying to figure it out yourself. Yeah. You can go to someone who's already done it. Yeah, I think it, uh, you know, when I, certainly when I was doing the coaching, what I would find is um, American. I would get lots, lots of inquiries from America. Americans seem way more open to coaching than yeah. Australia. I think there's this idea of an Aussie battler. Yeah, it's like I battled through and I could do it. Yeah, um, and I think that that work ethic is really commendable. Mm-hmm. But if you couple that work ethic with the with the you know the smart thing to do, which is get the answers, get a coach, get get some help. Yeah, it's yeah. That's when you really change the game. I think the word that you said before was should, right? And um, I don't like that word, right? And what I've learned over the years is to replace that word with could, right? And you know, like you you said you worked it out it was like well you're telling yourself you know i should be able to figure this out or or, or other people might say that to themselves or um you know i should be able to figure this out right but if you just replace that word with could it just then becomes well i could work this out myself mm. or there's another option here too <laughs> yeah. i could go to someone else and get the answers yeah so replacing your shoulds with could can sometimes be just that little mindset shift in your language mm. but i i feel like yeah i don't want to harp on too much about 
you know, getting a coach because I'm a coach as well and, and I've used coaches, so many coaches over the years to learn, but it is one of the best investments that you can make yeah. in moving forward and finding the answers and getting the guidance and the accountability that you need to just get to the next level. Yeah. Well, there's no one, I mean, there's no one at the Olympics, right, who doesn't have a coach. Yeah. It's just so, what do you, what do you want to be? Do you want to... Do you want to be, uh, what sort of business owner do you want to be? Or what sort of business do you want? Uh, yeah. Um, I think if you want to be successful, yeah. you, get get the help. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a plug for you. It wasn't my intention. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. but I just genuinely think that that's something that we, we don't do well uh, in, in Australia, uh, you know, as, and, and what yeah. I've seen. Um, yeah, we feel like, yeah, I just should have the answers or I'll just figure it out myself. Mm. And as you said, like, there's nothing wrong with working hard. Like, no, no. It's great. If you want to work hard and go through the challenges, that's awesome. That's, you know, learn to be resilient and set a great example for your kids and people around you by working hard. That's great. But if you, it, it doesn't always have to be hard. Sometimes there is an easier solution. Yeah. Sometimes it's just going to someone and being like, oh, it doesn't, even if it's just someone who you know and you can reach out to and be like, hey, how did you do that? What was that tool you used for that cool thing yeah. that you did there? Or just that peer group as well, other people around you who yeah. are who can, who can, you can help support each other as well, I think is a great one too. So, so, so the actions for people, what, go get a coach, mentor, <laughs> or like, what Yeah, is even if it's just, um, uh, like I started by finding someone in my industry who, yeah. were, who was um, just playing the game way bigger than me and just making contact with them. Yeah. And that, per, that, that guy actually, what you find is when, I mean, you imagine it. Someone comes to you mm-hmm. who's a bit inexperienced, and they say, "You, you know, you're you're doing really well. I, I, I respect you a lot. I'd really love to learn from you." Yeah. That, that that's a nice feeling for the person that it's happening to as well. Yeah. So you might feel like you're putting them out, but you're actually giving them a, uh, something in return. Yes. And then when you spend your time with them and listen to them and implement their advice and they see you successful, they get a lot out of that as well. Sure. I mean, look, I still um, mentor people now. Yeah. Um, and I don't, like, I don't charge money, but I get a lot out of it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and you've been a great mentor to me over the years and I've learned a lot from you. And, and I feel like that if it's done in the right way, like you, like you said, you know, reaching out and just, just asking for advice or yeah. just saying, hey, do you mind if I, you know, just ask you a question about this? Like, if it's done in the right way, then, yeah, it can be really satisfying for the person giving the advice as well. Yeah. So, so the, I guess action would be, you know, if you are struggling a bit or you're uh, feeling a bit stressed, is, is go find someone who can give you a hand, yeah. you, you know, someone who's at the level you want to be at yes. and start asking them what, well... How, yes. do they, how do they deal with whatever problem you're having? I watched an interview with, with Shaquille O'Neal recently and someone asked him, I think he was on the Gary Vee uh, podcast actually, they, yeah, I think that's where I heard his interview, and someone said, you know, how did you learn this? Or, and, and yeah, they were feeling a bit stuck themselves and he said, got to go to someone. Hmm. He says, I don't have all the answers. I wasn't, wasn't trained in business. I'm a basketball player, but... I surrounded myself with the right people. I went and found the answers. I went and assembled the team around mm. around myself. And so, yeah, I think that's a really good takeaway from today is go and get, reach out to someone and ask some questions, form, form those that team around you who can, who can really help you to move forward and move ahead, particularly if you're feeling stuck right now. You don't have to figure it all out by yourself. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for being on, Brett. Pleasure. Been an awesome guest, mate. I think there's some really great value in there for our listeners and love to get you on again soon down the track, mate. Thanks very much. Thanks, Thanks for having me, Glenn. Cheers.
If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave a review and follow Glenn Hayworth, business coach, for more business, marketing, and mindset tips.